Welcome back to the locker room, guys. Today we got, I mean, NBA playoffs, a lot of random shit in the NFL, of course, a uh, lot of news in the college football and basketball uh, space. But, I mean, let's just start off with NBA playoffs. We can start with the game we are just watching right now, uh, the Celtics versus Heat series. I mean, you might as well call this the most, like, inconsistent fucking two teams. Like, these two teams – one day they're on, or one quarter they're fucking on, next quarter they're not. It's just, I don't even want to say back and forth because it's just one team playing while the other team doesn't show up. And then the next thing you know, it's a complete opposite. I can't, like, I can't even really describe it. Yeah, I, it, I think a lot of it, uh, part of it has to do with all the injuries. Like, both teams are just, I don't think either team yet, this playoff, this series has had a, game with their full team because like for the heat Lowry didn't start playing then he came back and then Butler got hurt and then now Tyler Harris out tonight Celtics it's been like Robert Williams plays every three games it seems like in the playoffs and Tatum got hurt Marcus Smart's kind of in and out of the lineup and Horford had co- it's just like so un- unpredictable because everyone's being hurt but well then then you add in like two elite defensive teams and yeah. that's exactly the recipe for inconsistent basketball yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, watching the game tonight, I just saw Tatum hits a three and then um, Pritchard, they get a steal and he hits a half quarter at the end of the third quarter. Like that's just how the game's going <laughs> for the Celtics. But yeah, it's it's crazy. Like this playoffs has kind of been shitty because there's been like no close games. It's either the lops, the, the good series have been blowouts. The games have been. Yeah, I mean, ever since that, like day where we had all the game sevens and everything ever since it's just like that. Like you remember the last two game sevens from last, uh, last round of the playoffs, they're both blowout games and now just every night we get a blowout. Yeah. Like that Suns Mavs series, the whole series was like both the home teams, I think were winning by like average of like 20 points almost. And those, <laughs> it was like crazy. It's like, yeah, I went seven, but the game sucked. Same as this series. This is terrible. It's heat Celtics one. It's going to probably go seven because I never know who's playing for what team. You just find out like 20 minutes before the game. No, exactly. And you can have predicted this, but when we were watching the Celtics heat game three, we like me and Luke were together at like a party or whatever. And uh, I was just hoping that the heat will win. Cause I'm like, if the Celtics somehow went in five and Luke's right, I'm going to be so pissed off, but now they go to seven I mean, the Heat would have to win for me to be right, but I mean, I like that. <laughs> It'll be six or seven. I mean, obviously, because they won tonight, so it's got to be. But I, I would want to see both teams like fully healthy, see how like what the series would have panned out. But it's so hard to tell. Right, and uh, then if we want to talk about one more thing, Jimmy. But I told Logan this after Jimmy Butler dropped like forty in that first game. I'm like, he does. He did this when they were in the finals against the Lakers too. 
he'll have one good game and everyone just sucks his dick about how good he is. And then he'll just shit the bed the rest of the series. And I told Doug, I was like, the Celtics will be absolutely fine because Jimmy Butler is not going to be, he's going to be shitty the rest of the series. And he has been, he's been horrible. Yeah. I mean, even tonight, I don't think he's good. tonight, him along with the rest of the heat can't, and this is Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith's words can't hit the broad side of a barn and they can't buy a shot. I mean, the most cliche things you say when your team can't make a basket, <laughs> these are the two top things you say, but I mean, yeah, I give I, it to him. Big J. I don't, I don't like Jimmy Butler and I don't think he's that good. I mean, he had the one, he had the 40 point game, then he had 29, but then he came out and scored eight. And then he's got like what, 10 tonight, if that. Like, he's not, he has six tonight. He's not, I don't think he's that good. And I just don't like him. Could be because of the Timberwolves thing, but I just don't think he's that good. Oh, and Luke, player. I totally, I get what you're saying. Like, I know he had a like hard falling out with the Timberwolves and he didn't really, the Bulls is just like a money thing or whatever. They're two different situations, but I'd never liked Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler. I swear to God, even when he was on the Bulls, I just didn't think he was that good. Then, I mean, he bounces around team to team and I never really liked him. I mean, until he got in that heat series against the Lakers in the finals. And like, I saw it, he was literally like dying for his team. Then I like gained like a lot of respect for him, but I don't know. I just never really had like, had like a hard on for fucking Jimmy Butler. No, I, I mean, and like, yeah, I understand that part of how he like put it all out there for his team, but you don't think like half the guys in the NBA would do that if they were in the finals. Like they do, yeah. it's just, you know, just don't see it on them. I just don't like him. I don't think he's – I don't like him at all. Then uh, if we want to talk about the Warriors and Mavericks, I mean, the Warriors are just taking care of these guys. And uh, so what, like, I so – what I heard today, I was watching uh, Skip and Shannon. I mean, this pretty much sums it all up. They're just talking about how Andrew Wiggins, he can just go off on a game, like game three, and the Warriors, like, you'd never expect it. But, like, that's just the Warriors. Like, they can beat you in so many different ways. And then you look at the Mavericks side, and it's like, if unless Luka drops 40, like, they don't have a chance against a team like the Warriors do. No, the Warriors are the best team, I think, left. They have no, like, they're healthy, first of all. And it's so hard to guard them. Like, you just watch them play basketball. It's so hard to guard them. They have so many options. They they share the ball better than any team I've ever seen. Like they pass up good shots and just get like great shots, like pass up, like hook. I saw, I told, I can't remember, but I think it was Logan again, but we're just sitting here watching the game. And I think it was Looney has like a post hook, little contest, but post hook and he just dumps it for a wide open dog. Like that's just, it's little things like that that make them so good. They always pass up a good shot for a great shot. They're just such a good team. They always get open shots. Nothing's really contested ever. And that's just why they win games. And they've been there, done that. And I, it's so hard to bet against them. It, I mean, I've like always said this too. I mean, I think everybody does, but the Warriors, even with the talent they have, you can still tell they're like the top like coach team too. I mean, by top coach, I mean, Steve Kerr knows exactly how to coach these guys. And I mean, they just play great team basketball. And even if like their team isn't clicking that night, they can just go to a, stud on their team to just go off like a fucking clay in game six it's that third quarter warriors third quarter is like the best like it's the most like that's the most unstoppable team of all time like that half 
and it's go time and they just get it like yeah they were down on them i was just like oh whatever like i'm not worried at all they're just gonna turn up because they're the experience that they have and the leadership they have and they're and they're like the worst rebounding team in the league this year and they smoked memphis on the glass and they are smoking dallas on the glass right in this series yeah didn't kevin looney put up a stat line of like two points and 22 rebounds one night i don't know i know he had 20 points the one day they asked him the game two and they asked him when the last time he scored 20 he's like i don't know probably college no but i know he did have like a 22 board oh night God. i don't know what series it was in but yeah i don't I know like curry curry, re- curry rebounds his ass off he had a double double uh game two um <laughs> wiggins obviously is gonna get his po- uh, draymond's gonna get his rebounds looney's a big he's gonna get his clay rebounds really well they they're just uh, yeah they their guards rebound so well there's a difference because they know that's what wins you game like that they know how to win games in the playoffs and that's what does it yeah, then I don't know if you have anything more to say about NBA, but by far and away, my favorite commercial out of this whole like NBA conference finals is a Mountain Dew one where it's like the Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew. Every time it comes on, I just fucking go nuts. No, I, I do. I, I think I saw, I can't remember what game it was, but yeah, I did see it. I, I think it was on a weekend where we were partying somewhere and I saw it. It was fucking hilarious. I like died laughing. <laughs> and I just saw it on TV. I was, it was so funny. Shout out Mountain Dew. It's fucking fuel of champions. But um, anything more on NBA, Luke? Uh, no, I Warriors will be in the finals again, and hopefully it's the Celtics. I think that's going to be – I hate the Heat as a team, so I hope it's the Celtics. But cause I told talked to Logan. So, you know, Logan's like – I mean, he doesn't really claim like he's a Warriors fan, but he kind of did do – like in that little phase he had where he's a Warriors fan. And But he's like – he's like, I don't know. Obviously, I want the Celtics to win if it's Celtics-Warriors, but at the same time, if the Warriors win, like he loves like Steph and all those guys. So, it's going to be – Win. No, ever since James Harden became a fat piece of shit, Stephen Curry is by far and away my favorite player on planet Earth. Oh, and he and the thing is, I don't think he's slowing down anytime soon. I really don't. No, did you see that? He, he, this is like his seventh thirty, his seventh thirtieth thirty point game, at like, and then he's amongst LeBron and uh, Michael Jordan for most like 30 point games and playoff series after being or past age of 34 or some shit like that. And he's going to get, he's going to get more. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. He say, yeah. Say what you like. I saw, so they did. So now they're doing the Western conference, Eastern conference, like um, MVPs final, like Eastern conference, Western conference MVPs. And they like Steph Curry would have had like six in a row or whatever. How many finals they made it. Like he was MVP, not KD when they got in the Western Conference Finals. Like, he'd have, like, five of those. And then, on the other hand, LeBron would have, like, ten in a row. Well, that's the thing about this year, too. I mean, if they win the whole thing like they should, 7-3, he's going to do everything he can to win that MVP. Oh, because that's the one thing that's that everyone criticizes him for. Which so is he, fucking bullshit. Like, Luke, I'm yeah. going to let you do this argument because you're the best at it. But that whole, like, oh, like, 
Iguodala something crazy. Iguodala gets it because he wins or because he had a guard LeBron shit like and that. Yeah, you can take it away. But remember when we were talking about that that one night and I looked at all three of them up. I literally kept those thing those things up on my on my search. <laughs> it looks just locked and loaded for this argument. Again, it's fucking hilarious. I just like always like this might come up again. I don't research it, but yeah, like like we said, Iguodala was average average. Oh my god, I just lost the Iguodala one. It was thir- 16. He averaged 16 points, eight or six, six rebounds, four assists. Like, and then you have LeBron, who who he's guarding apparently, averaged 36, 13, and nine. <laughs> <laughs> and then Curry, on the other hand, 26, six, and five. And it's like it's his team. It's he got them there. Like, no, how yeah. do you not get the MVP? It's fucking ridiculous. I think it was Stephen so A talking about that too. He's like, all you people who think who just look at that fucking Curry not having a finals MVP and think Curry just falls off the face of the earth in the finals is such an idiot because he literally averages what you said 26, six, and five, or whatever his whole yeah. like playoff career. And there was a great, yeah, there was a great argument. Um, it was Skip and Shannon were talking about it, and Shannon, Shannon Sharp brought up the case, he's like. If Curry wins another one, even if he doesn't win another one, he gets to the finals, you have to put him over KD in the all-time range. You have to. And then Shane Sharp's like, yo, he's got two finals MVPs. It's like, okay, so you have two finals MVPs to none, let's say, maybe one. Then you have three rings to two, which KD had to go to the Warriors to win one. And then you have two MVPs, one unanimous versus one. It's like, I think that's so underrated. Like Curry, it's crazy to think he is underrated. Like people think Kevin Durant's the best player like ever or scorer, but like well, Curry hasn't beaten like everything. There's a huge fucking difference between like best and greatest, I think, or like most talented and greatest. Yeah. Like Kevin Durant, yeah. Kevin Durant's the most talented basketball player I've ever seen in my life, like no question. But Stephen Curry has way more, he's way greater than him. Like he's just done way more. Yeah. And than- like Say what you want. I saw another thing. Like, look who the Warriors had to play the, in their little run. They had to beat the Spurs, like, when they were they were kind of starting to fall off, but they were a really good team in the playoffs. And they had to beat that Rockets team who won, like, how many freaking games? Rockets should have beat them, too, when Chris Paul got yeah. there. And then the, the Thunder, with KD, they beat came back from 3-1. That team was loaded. They just went to the finals a couple years before. The Cavs teams with Kyrie and all them, like, they literally went through – hell in those five in that five year stretch to get yeah get i think there's like those clever teams maybe in 2015 yeah they were probably in there yeah like they went through hell to get there so it's like not like they had an easy run and they got it it's crazy and if he wins four if he wins another one this year a four and a finals mvp it's better than lebron like <laughs> he, like like me and logan said this like he has a case like a against it it's crazy to think that but he'll have the same amount of rings in less time he has obviously not as many mvps which is like he beat him three times it's like crazy but yeah and he's only crazy six, to think he is underrated yeah and he's only like six foot three 190 pounds when lebron's a fucking yeah. born in a lab bottle but yeah. he it's like say what you want about um kevin Durant, but if you had to pick one person to have a start your franchise with i'm taking steph curry <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's proven he, he knows how to win fucking basketball games and yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's 
All right. I mean, I, I mean, I don't even know like what to argue with that, but I'll just... Katie's done nothing. There's nothing because Katie's done nothing without without Curry. Nothing. He went to well, one finals. KD does have like the thinnest skin of all time. You could probably yeah. see his heart beating through his chest. He's that fucking <laughs> thin skin, but Curry's just a monster. He is. Oh, by the way, did you hear John Sally say that fucking Stephen Curry is the greatest shooter of all time? Yeah. And then yeah. they asked him, they asked him who is, and he said, Well, his dad was a really good shooter. Dude, what do you he's know? Like, he really just, good. He's, like, he's just naming these guys that are really good. It's like he's like, he just didn't shoot as much as seven curry. It's like, I wonder fucking why. Like, maybe it's because yeah. he wouldn't make 10 three-pointers a game. And what it, curry has never like maybe I think this year, and I think this year might have been like the only year that he shot under 40% from three. It's like yeah. it's not like he doesn't shoot a high percentage still. Like he's still shooting 40% probably as a career. Yeah, and three is more than two. So if you're shooting less efficient, who really fucking cares? Because it's probably the same amount of points anyway. But anyway, anything more on NBA? <laughs> I don't think so. All right, let's move into a little bit of football. It's going to get interesting. Uh, the Washington Commanders, they just bought property to build a new stadium. But their owner... uh. So all the NFL owners, they met up together and they're taking votes on whether to kick Dan Snyder out, like make him sell a team or not. And so he bought all this land for a new stadium, but he might not even own the fucking stadium by the beginning of the season or on the team. I mean, that's hilarious uh, to buy. Like, so what the guy that comes in, is he going to. Yeah, you know, I don't know. If, I, do, if he doesn't go out, like he can, he's like, no, we don't want it anymore. <laughs> well, that stadium. Oh, fuck. I wrote this down because I knew I was going to need to bring this up sometime, but I wrote down everything that's wrong with the commander stadium. It is hilarious, but I, I know it's not the nicest thing in the world. All right, here we go. So the first thing, this stadium was like built out of spite, like because some other team like built a stadium that I don't know was like better than theirs. So like, fuck it. We'll build it bigger than yours. So second, the nearest transportation state system at the stadium, like the closest, other than the parking lot, like which you'd have to take your own car, is a mile walk away. So every person that needs like take a train, a bus, or whatever, has to walk a mile from the fucking stadium. Three, they had to take out fifteen thousand seats because they can't get enough fans in their stadium. Four, they added what so-called dream seats that are like ground level and they're right behind the uh, sideline. But if you have seats that are ground level at the sideline, you're not going to see past fucking six foot five NFL football players. So all these fans who are spending like 15 K on a seat can't even watch a fucking game. Then uh, five, my fifth point, Sean Taylor, that whole deal. Yeah. 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 All that point six that sewer problem when the sewer pipes busted and like fucking shit literally poured on fans. Uh, number seven, the gate problem. You remember when uh, Jalen hurts was running into the locker room and a bunch of Eagles fans yep, fell yep. over the gate that broke. And then eighth point in my favorite one, these are all the injuries that have happened on that fucking field. Joe Theismann when it's like literally snapped in half. Uh, Joe Burrow, when he blew out his ACL, RG3, when he blew out his, Chase Young, when he blew out his, 
Adrian Peterson, when he tore his Achilles, Alex Smith, when his leg literally snapped in half, and then Ryan Fitzpatrick this past year when he did some to his knee. So that's just that like all the players say too. They're like, when we have to play the commanders, we're like praying for our lives to not get injured. <laughs> like the shit. fucking time they fill a new stadium. <laughs> I didn't realize there's that many things wrong with it. Oh, it's I, I knew it wasn't like, I've heard like, it's not the nicest place, not the nicest place in the world, but <laughs> to say the least. Well, yeah. anyway, uh, next thing I have, Chris Collinsworth, he made a take about the Jets, and this is what he said. He said that he thinks the New York that New York Jets will have a season like the Cincinnati Bengals had last season, and that is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. For those of you listening, you probably already know, Chris Collinsworth is number two on my shit list, I believe. He's right behind Antonio Brown. I fucking hate Chris Collinsworth. And now let's just... Give me a second to refute this fucking take. One, the Jets, they were what they what they win last season? Three games or two? I don't know. I don't know. Two or three. Yeah, you're well, anyway, their quarterback ain't Joe Burrow. That's my second point. Three. They're in, a, they're in a division with two other teams that are way better than them. And they're in an AFC that's way more stacked than it was last year. And like Four. You could have made that that argument. You could make with Burrow, though he's in the division with. Okay. Yeah. Fair. But other, but I I know. Yeah. But the I'm rest not. of the AFC this year is better than yeah. it was last year. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're saying. I just. And, I mean, it's the Jets. Like it's the fucking like I I guess you could say the same thing with the Bengals, yeah. but like I don't know how Zach Wilson. All right, Zach Wilson did have like a pretty good back half of the season, I guess, but I don't know, like. It's just, I just, it's so, that's a one in a, once in a fucking lifetime thing that'll ever happen. I feel like what the Bengals did, like, there's no way that back-to-back seasons is going to, I don't, I don't know. It's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And the difference is Burrow towards ACL early in the year. So they had a shitty year without their starting quarterback. Like the Jets had their starting quarterback for most of the year and they they're still really bad. Yeah. That, that helps quite a bit, but. I do think I think the Jets can finish um, third in that division. I really do, but I don't. I mean, to they say they're going to be the Bengals is ridiculous. I mean, but they could finish fourth just so easily. Yeah, oh, definitely. But I think they, I think they can beat the Patriots. I, I don't think I think Patriots suck. Yeah, I mean, me too. But apparently, Mac Jones lost his gut that he had, so maybe that's good. <laughs> maybe that's bad. Yeah, I know. With that because. Thing. When Big Ben was like really fat, he was way better than what he was when he's on a diet. So he won a championship with that that thing, that keg on him. Yeah. Uh, next thing, the Colts get Big Dick Nick and Philip Lindsay. Uh, I think Colts probably the front runners to win the Super Bowl now. Definitely have to be. Because I mean, Foles should be. Yeah, I mean Nick Foles and Frank Reich. That's just screams championship so uh anyway then the last thing i have in the nfl greg olson and kevin burkhart are calling the super bowl shout out third leg greg he's our fucking guy we always knew he could do it just do some great shit i think he's a super bowl champion uh national champion in college football and now he's calling the super bowl 
uh he made a rap video about fucking women in college like he is the american dream um yeah third leg greg shout out him money moves big moves by him he's calling like like an act another broadcast of the super bowl or i didn't read that much into it i just got an alert saying that he's calling the super bowl i'm like all right fucking that's awesome he's he's in the booth so obviously he's not like a rookie but he's done it before so yeah that's sick we love i can't wait for him to be calling out kenny pickett winning super bowl mvp and shit like that that'll be pretty badass yeah uh baseball so i don't have much on baseball other than that your twins they're kind of legit now maybe we can say that you act like they weren't legit early in the year too <laughs> that that over either over season win total that's going to be the easiest fucking money I've ever made in my life but i mean it's a matter of time before we get hurt but and <laughs> but you, see about, you see correa he literally says something about like Probably a month or two ago, how he wants to stay, ready to sign a long-term deal with the Twins. And then all of a sudden, a couple weeks after that, he said somebody's leaving next year already. I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ, just because he sucked? Like, he, I know he's not like, terrible. I know he's terrible this year, but whatever. We don't need him. We have uh, – we find Royce Lewis will take his spot. It'll just be just as good. Uh, the only thing, like, Cubs fans can really – really look forward to is one the field of dreams game and two what package we get for wilson Contreras. i mean because i think that's the only thing that the only big headline the cubs will have all year is what we yeah. trade wilson oh. Contreras for <laughs> yeah some cubs fans don't want to get rid of him like you fucking stupid. why like <laughs> i i wanted to fucking shoot somebody when we got rid of rizzo because he is a cub that makes sense like he's a definitely like, he's our franchise, like as long as I've watched baseball, Anthony Rizzo is my fucking guy. So I just wanted him a Cub, but the other ones I didn't really give a fuck. Like, I wanted Chris Bryant, but like whatever. Then Javi kind of was getting sick and tired of him. But if we're gonna get rid of all three of them, get rid of Contreras too. I don't give a fuck. No, you have to. And going back to the uh, Twins thing, I didn't realize this. So our top, I think we played forty-one games this year, forty-something games. And Luis Arise has played 34 of those games, and he's batting 350. Huh, not too shabby. He is a monster. He's a base hit machine. I mean, I don't know how you argue with that. I think he bats like 320 as a career in like three years. It's fucking ridiculous how good he how good of a hitter he is. <laughs> Put him behind Bucks at this one spot. It's like that's a one-two punch. For ages. And like I see all this shit about Buxton, like players or players talk about them. Like the most talented player in baseball is Byron Buxton. Maybe not like the best, but talent wise, he's unmatched. And I agree. <laughs> oh yeah. I'd hope you do. Uh anything more on baseball? Uh not really. Yeah, we're kind of getting MVP again. I mean, I think we said that last time. Yeah, I think the last three <laughs> weeks, but we're kind of getting through what do they call it? The dog days until baseball actually becomes important. Yeah, once I, I think once like uh so I think we're like 25% done, something like that. And then once uh the playoff NBA playoffs is over, I think, and like maybe the draft, and then then it's like kind of nothing other than just just baseball. So that's when everyone starts to get into it, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think I'll 
might get into baseball like way more after like home run derby and shit. Cause when Chris Berman starts going with the back, 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 that kind of gets me going, but yeah, that's the second half. That's what like, yeah. <laughs> the first half is like, eh, whatever you just kind of keep, keep up with it a bit. But second half is when you turn it up. That's when teams get hot. That's when you find out who's hot going into the playoffs, which usually in baseball, that's how you win world series. Well, and a lot of times you usually get a feel for who's made the playoffs just based on who starts selling out like in free agency and shit. Yeah. And exactly. everybody. So that's why I'm also excited because twins are going to be buyers. Like definitely. Yeah. You're fucking sure. We have to. So just get some arms. Right. Yeah. But I mean, our pitching has been fucking unbelievable this year. I mean, as a Cubs fan, I can tell you right now that comes in fucking waves though. Yeah. You, know, no, I, you have a like, shit bullpen and rotation it, that just comes in waves. You still have to get guys like good pitchers. And we got like one young one, but other than that, we kind of suck. That paddock trade, remember we trade paddock and we got rid of Taylor Rogers and Rogers is having like one of his best seasons as a closer. And Chris paddock is now on the 60 day uh, DL or something like that. Like, <laughs> it's fucking bomb, but whatever. Uh, moving into college sports news. I mean, this is probably like the headline of the week. Nick Saban versus Jimbo Fisher. Uh, Nick Saban, like, he just sounds like kind of a whiny bitch. So for those of you who don't know, Nick Saban came out with like a coach's meeting, and he said that Jimbo Fisher, the coach of Texas A&M, was buying players. Well, no fucking shit, Nick. Like, I mean. You can do I'm it. It's legal. Yeah, and like illegal. Well, Texas A&M, the highest grossing college, at, like sports wise, in the United States. Like, yeah, no shit, they're gonna buy players. So do you, Nick? Like, Nick, you probably get them for a discount because it's Alabama, and you're like guaranteeing them a national championship, at least like two of them, and an NFL roster spot. But still, like, it's just like, why? Why does that even have to be said? Like, everybody at that meeting already knew. Like, everybody in the SEC is buying players anyway. Like, I don't know. It's I think, legal. I think Nick is just frustrated because he's an old head and he has to, like, compete more with NIL and he's just, I don't know, fucking all old man grumpy and shit. He lost to Jimbo last year and now he's got the number one recruiting class coming in, so he's probably a little worried. And But it's like, you're Alabama. Like, what the hell are you talking about? You th- that I heard – I saw someone talking about that. Like, you think – all these players they're getting from California want to just go to Alabama. Obviously they could win and shit, but like, like Bryce Young, for example, I know Alabama's really good. So obviously that's part of it, but like, you think he would want to go, he wants to go all the way to Alabama without getting some kind of money. Yeah. I mean, speaking of fucking college players getting money though, Jordan Addison, the like best wide receiver in college. He's from California for college. It's like, what's their do down? Yeah, it's the same with Texas A&M. Like, I heard that College Station or whatever it's called is, like, really shitty. It's, like, a shitty place. Like, it's just not a nice little college town. But, obviously, everyone wants to go there because they're probably going to pay a lot. It's, like, simple as that. Yeah, and I heard that the women at SEC schools are unbelievable. But and you went out <laughs> Dion too, saying he paid Travis $100 million. First of all, you think Jackson State has a million dollars to pay a player? No shit. Like, I know Jackson State's, like, a really good HBCU, but I just don't feel like no – uh, I just don't – like, no HBCU has SEC, like, fuck you money just yeah. to throw it at A million dollars for one player. Like, they do not have that. 
yeah, I don't think Dion would like really want to like fuck with that shit anyway. He'd just be like, well, fuck you. Like, I'm not going to pay you. Yeah. Like, Dion's yeah. like that type of guy. I feel like, like if you don't want to play for me, don't. get out of here. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to come here. Don't. Like, I don't give, I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, speaking of money, though, college players are getting Jordan Addison, the wide receiver from Pitt, that like pretty much only is good because of Kenny Pickett. Um, he ends up committing to USC after holding out for how long? I think this was like our first like public holdout to see what college would pay him the most. And I think like his top deal was like three million dollars. And uh, yeah, that was from you or uh, yeah, USC. So yeah, he's gonna be a Trojan now. Yeah, that's a huge addition. I mean, they already have like the best offensive coach in a lot, like in the game probably right now. And then you add Caleb Williams, another another really freaking good wide receiver. They're gonna be good, but I everything I see, they're not gonna win. They don't, a lot of people don't think they're gonna win the Pac-12 still, because Utah's supposed to be really good or something. And we talked about that last week. Oh yeah, Utah's re yeah. Uh, bringing everybody back. But yeah, that's obviously it's huge to add him, especially with the um, offense that Lincoln Riley's gonna bring to the to that to USC. Yeah, of course. Um, another person who will probably break the record for highest NIL deal ever. I bet he ends up making more money than like half of fucking professional athletes do. But Arch Manning narrowed down his commits to Georgia, Alabama, and Texas. Um, I just hope he doesn't go to the fucking Longhorns because I can't stand even hearing their name. I, I, that, I think that's like what everyone thinks, though, is that's where he's going to go. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. Texas at all. I, I don't really care too much. Like, I don't really give a fuck, honestly. Well, like, I don't know. They just piss me off so much with like because they're the Dallas Cowboys of fucking uh, college football, and has nothing to do with that. They're both in Texas, but I mean, the only game I really want them to win every year is their game against Iowa State, and otherwise, I want them to just crumble. So, I just think it's like better when they're good though, like college football. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I mean, definitely. US, I mean, so that's what I, really, I we've always said this as a podcast. Like, people will fucking cry about Alabama and all these schools always being at the top. But if you watch two shit teams go play in a national championship, it's just not the same. Like, you want to see the best versus the best, get all these fucking yeah. NFL guys that you're going to see next year, Sundays, like, get yeah. them on the field for the championship. Yeah. I mean, this. Oh, we weren't really alive for it, or we don't really like remember it at all. We but um Texas and USC, like yeah, that rivalry was great. Like that that's when college football was so great, too. So like just getting that back would be awesome. And I, I want to like witness it. We didn't really witness it. Yeah. Um, and then I guess I only have one more thing. Trace Jackson Davis staying with Indiana. I mean, Indiana just brought in a five-star. Getting Trace Jackson Davis back is obviously huge. Um, I don't know who else they're all bringing back, but I mean, Mike Woodson, I think like his main thing when they hired him is like fucking keep Trace Jackson Davis and like just go from there. But I guess he's doing his job well so far. That's huge. I mean, especially considering the big, I don't think the Big Ten is going to be that great. Like you're going to have Michigan's going to be really good and they're obviously going to be really like, they're going to be good and, 
I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Michigan State's probably going to be solid. Purdue's going to suck. Like, I just don't – like, Big Ten's not going to be that good. So, getting him back is going to be huge. Yeah, and, like, Indiana's another one of them programs, just like Texas kind of where – where yeah you yeah you want them to be good I mean that whole state was like known for basketball like after that Hoosiers movie especially like everybody's like fuck like Indiana is just so obsessed with basketball but they've been mediocre for at least 20 years yeah no like I I want them to be I remember when they had like Cody Zeller and those in the Oladipo that team was like ranked number one all year like that was fun even coming from like Iowa fans like that was fun and when Indiana's good at bath, when Indiana's at the top, it's fun. Well, we'd even say this year when we had our college basketball episodes, like if teams were walking into Indiana, well, even Trey Jackson Davis said it. He's like, Yeah, we just got to win a couple on the road and just take care of home court. He's like, Because he knows that stadium, Indiana's just going to pack it no matter what. And it's an instant advantage. If you're, I mean, the home team at Indiana. Like, if you're a team traveling to Indiana, that's automatic. Like, what do you say? Like, five points? I don't know. Like, yeah, especially it's when they have a good team, at least. I mean, that arena is so historic. I mean, just the team and like the, how we said it, like Indiana in general is college basketball is better when they're good. Like, we're going to say it all year, probably. Definitely. But, um, I mean, we don't watch hockey. Uh, Justin Thomas won the PGA Tour thing or whatever. And other than that, I don't have anything else unless you do. Yeah, no, the Justin Thomas thing was crazy. Me and Logan watched the last day, kind of just around when we were just at home here. But that comeback, you know, he's down like six or eight strokes, I think, was it? And the, during the back the nine? I just know the guy, whoever was leading in the back nine. Just I think it was the back uh, What's his name? Pierre? Pierre or something like that? He was – minus nine going into the last day so like 18 holes left and so you just had to maintain that through 18 and then justin thomas was like down there i can't remember what he was at minus one maybe minus three something like that he got to five minus five he was done and then the guy in first had he was at six so all he had to do was all he had to do was par and or bogey to go to a playoff hole he shanks it in the water uh, because he uses driver and apparently he should, probably shouldn't have done that. And so then he gets it, gets it on the green. He has to two putt for bogey and he three putts, I think. And <laughs> joking, or maybe it was maybe he had to one putt or something. I can't remember, but ends up not getting it because he putted it and he just had to get it close, I think. And he could have got it in, but he or he chipped it. He, yeah, he missed the green uh, off his um, once he dropped it out of the water, obviously, he misses the green. She has to chip it close where you can make a putt. He chips it and it goes past the hole and off the green again. So then he putted it and he missed it and then he missed it. Then he made the made it, but that doubled. So he ended up getting out. And then Justin Thomas and Zal Torres and playoff, and that was it. Yeah, no way that guy's beating that fucking clown at the mini putt course. You know what I mean? <laughs> Zal Torres is like. I do want to say Zal Torres is like terrible on the the putt on the green. Like putting is just bad. Yeah, did you? I saw a video yeah. of it. He like lined up like a two footer and just he made it, but he hit it so fucking weird. It was like, what is wrong yeah, he, with this he guy? Goes, he doesn't go straight back. It's like weird. He like zigzags and yeah. He, he if he could just figure out how to putt, he finishes top five every single 
major, I swear, or top 10. You just can't figure out how to putt. And then once he figures that out, he's going to be unbelievable. Well, yeah, I mean, Billy Z is only, what, like 25? I think he was – yeah, I think they said it at like 25. Yeah, it was around there. He's young. He's young, so he's got a lot of time. I figure out that putter and it'll be good. But all-time choke job by Perea, whatever. How do you know pronounce his name? But, yeah, I mean, just anything else in sports, the Las Vegas Aces are beating the L.A. Sparks 57-36 to 36 right now. Just got done with halftime. That game's on Facebook if you'd like to watch that little WNBA action. But uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, I, I had, to, oh yeah, um, I think I'm going to do next week or like probably like this week sometime, I'm going to do a top 25 for college basketball, do my own. So put, oh, that out on the, put that out on the thing. I better do some research so that I can maybe like just chirp the yeah, fuck out of you on twitter but yeah <laughs> well I, I, we can put it on our instagram too and oh yeah, I, good idea talk, talk about it a little bit maybe intern coin can make one too yeah we'll see <laughs> i wonder i wonder what his reaction is going to be i told myself i'm going to start calling him intern coin but we'll, we'll see how that goes i'll start doing it too all right but uh I mean, I think that caps off our episode. I want to make a promise. I think maybe my first promise in podcast history, but we are going to have a draft this week. We're going to, I'm going to, I mean, spoil it, but we're going to be doing the biggest cheaters of all time. And uh, yeah, I think we got everybody lined up for it and it uh, should be a great time. So tune into that. And as always, take her easy. This kid is on the game. He's a Church Sunday. I'm past, I'm not going to get my game. I'm 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 going to get